Welcome to the Organized Holistically podcast, where I help you get your business and personal life organized. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Cheryl James of CL James Consulting. She has worked for American Express Global Business Travel for the past 25 plus years. During her time at American Express, she worked with Fortune 100 companies to help them master their customer experience. Her goal is to help you as the business owner gain, maintain, and retain your customers and create brand loyal fans. Now I have to warn you that during this episode, we had a few audio hiccups, but you know what? It was so good. We were having such a deep conversation that I didn't even care. I said, you know what? It is worth putting it out here and not even trying to cut out all of that stuff. So just bear with us as we have this conversation. Well, hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for joining me tonight for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yes, yes. Well, will you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got into your business, what your business is and how you got into it? Absolutely. Um, I am by nature a self-certified data junkie. <laughs> I love all things data, always have. Um by, by trade and education, I went to school for computer science and I have spent the last 25 years um, working for American Express mm-hmm. doing a variety of things. I started in meeting planning, helping to create an experience for the people at the meeting. Um, I went into analytics and reporting to understand traveler behavior and create better experiences. Mm-hmm. And I've spent probably the last 10 years developing products and services that allow for um, employees and travelers to have a good experience while they're traveling. Nice. Um, So now uh, where I'm at in my life, in my career, my children are grown. um, I decided it was time to become an entrepreneur and leave corporate and start doing customer experience for small businesses. Wonderful. Uh, primarily because, you know, the big, the big box companies have in-house people, they have mm-hmm. resources, they have teams that can do all of this for them. Mm-hmm. But the small businesses don't have someone who's looking right. at their social media. They don't have people looking at analytics for their website. And if they do, they probably don't understand it. Right. Because it's not their niche. Exactly. So that's, yeah. that's what I do. And I always tell my prospective clients is that my goal is to be your outsourced chief customer officer. I help you gain, maintain, and retain your customers Mm -hmm. based on your corporate experience. Nice. Okay. Use that phrase again. What what did you say you were? (laughs) Your chief customer officer. (laughs) Officer. I love it. I love it. So are you still full-time in your job? Or are you full-time in your business? Or are you part-time? Like, what is your setup? I am full-time in the business and full-time in the job. Oh, I well, feel you. Full-time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Yes. Yes. I love it. 
I'm the same way. So yeah. uh, I totally understand that. And so did you move into um, the entrepreneurial world? Did you see a gap? Was that really the, the move or was it more looking at your second career and once I transition out of this, I want to have something? What was kind of your thought process there? That's a great question. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, after working with Fortune 100 companies, I'm, I'm really talking about top tier mm-hmm. clients for the last 10 years. I found that in small and medium-sized businesses, there's no way that they can compete. You know, you can't be a local shoe store and compete with Amazon two-day right. prime and customer right. service. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. So it's a big gap that I identified on top of the fact that um, I love to go to the spa. So let me just say that a lot of my analogies are about the spa, but going places and not having the experience that I expected mm-hmm. and knowing that the big box will always win because they study it mm-hmm. and they invest in it. And the smaller businesses don't have that opportunity. Right. So I said, why not take this experience and help these small businesses win because wouldn't we like to get a positive experience at the place down the street Mm -hmm. and not have to go five, 10 miles away to get a better experience. And, you know, I find that specifically with small business, I mean, there has been a shift in the culture for, you know, to support small business and to really, you know, support this, the little man, as they say, right. Mm-hmm. Or little woman. Right. Exactly. And so, um, I know for me, I like the boutique experience. I love going to a restaurant or going to a store and them knowing me or me feeling like they see me. That is so powerful to me over going to a store and if they see me they're probably questioning what I'm doing in the store type of thing you know so I really like the idea of customer service just in general first of all but specifically for small businesses to really niche down in that because I feel it's it's just powerful for your overall bottom line and and you just said a mouthful because here's the deal if you're a small business 99% of the time, it's just you Mm -hmm. or you and a small team of resources Mm -hmm. and you're focused on the product. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is you sell, that is your thing. That is what you're good at. You focus on selling it. But what you just said is what small businesses miss. They don't see the customer. Mm -hmm. They don't know their customer. Like what is the pain point I solve for this person? Why are they here? Um, you know, what can I do to make their day better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I communicate with this customer? Yeah. It's I, those types of things that just totally get missed. But those are the things that I always say, create brand loyal family. Yeah. Like, you know, if, you know, I had someone tell me just recently that they were from Seattle and they love Seattle coffee. They had moved to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Can't find Seattle coffee in mm-hmm. Phoenix. But they found this coffee shop that is the closest thing to Seattle coffee that they can find. It is 25 minutes out of her way and a cup of coffee costs $12. Wow. (laughs) She she goes there every day. Serious. That's a commitment. It's a commitment. But she says they have the best product, the best service, 
And because of that, she's willing to travel willing further to and pay more. And that's what I, I tell customers. I'm like, listen, you may, as a small business owner, a lot of times you your, your price point is a little higher than they can get mm -hmm. in a big box store. But if your product is good, if your customer service, you're not just paying for the product, you're paying exactly. for the whole experience. And that Absolutely. is so important. And I think for small business owners to get that, that will set them like their trajectory goes super far, you know, because of the feeling. Because it's not really about. I mean, you can you can buy the, pro the same product somewhere else, right? Absolutely. But it's the experience that you get in the purchase and in the product and all of that. And you know, it's one of those things like the word you use, feeling. I try to help people think about that because when you think about what you were feeling when you purchased something. You know, it, it, it becomes part of that product or that item. Mm. You know, if you go into a boutique and you buy a dress and you wear the dress, you say, I remember the lady told me I look beautiful in the dress. Yeah. Or yeah. I, I remember that it smells so good in the boutique. I remember how she recommended this dress and I didn't think I would look nice in it. You remember yeah. everything about that experience. Mm -hmm. And one thing that small business owners need to realize is that when a person has a good experience, they become brand family. Oh gosh, they will, yes. They will love on you. And one satisfied customer is worth $10,000 in mm. advertising. Yes. I'm going to tell you, I, I actually just had an experience this week where I'm in the middle of a three-day workshop to um, electronic clutter, taking people through that free workshop. And I had a participant and she actually was one of our guests on the, on the podcast. And our, I was on, she was on mine, I was on hers. And during my interview with her, we just ended up talking. It was kind of like a mini coaching session. Mm -hmm. And so from that, she joined the course or the training. She had such a powerful moment during the training that mm -hmm. she has now sung my praises all over the place. I mean, in that, you know, I didn't ask her to do that. She just, she felt that, that connection with, with the training and want it to tell everybody. And that's how it is when you really get something that speaks to you. You want everyone you to like, buy you that. To know about this, right? <laughs> you can't even buy that. Mm, you cannot, you can that, that energy, that experience, that, that sells mm -hmm. and it's contagious mm -hmm. because now everyone she talks to is going to say, I need to go over there and I get a little bit I need to check this out. I need to think about this because if she's mm -hmm. saying this, then yeah, it, it, it was powerful. And it meant a lot to me, you know, as a small business owner to have someone that trusted me and in, in my teaching mm -hmm. and also felt power. It, it touched her life that much that she felt, you know, that she needed to go out and, and spread that. And so I just okay. think it, the value, I mean, it's like, I keep coming mm -hmm. back to the value of getting that, that message. And I just wish, you know, if small business owners only heard one thing, mm -hmm. I would say, know your customer and what they expect and then exceed it. If you can do that hundred percent mm -hmm. of the time, you will have more customers than you can possibly yeah, handle. That's true. So let's dig into that for a little bit because there are going to be some people listening to this that have no idea how to mm -hmm. um, how to get to that point of knowing who their customer is. So I'm going to give you a scenario. 
Okay. So um, let's say that you, okay, let's use me back in the day, right? Okay. So I was like, I'm going to help entrepreneurs. That was my, in, in my mind, it was, that is my, that is my customer. Mm-hmm. And that's such a huge bucket. It so is. talk to me about how you would recommend somebody niche down their target market. So the first thing I'm going to say, because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who struggle with this, mm-hmm. they struggle with niche. So first thing I'm going to say is niche for now. You can pick a niche for now, but that doesn't mean that it's your niche forever. Forever, right. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you say, I'm only going to focus on hairstylists, mm-hmm. you might get 10,000 hairstylists, master that industry, mm-hmm. move on to something else. Yeah. But when you think about your ideal customer, I literally say boil it all the way down to a single persona. Mm-hmm. Who is it? How old are they? Is it male or female? What are you solving for them? I even say, give them a name. Yes. So if it's talented Tanya, if it's, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, boil it all the way down because then your messaging becomes specific. Like literally you can close your eyes and think about talented Tanya. Yes. You see them. Yeah. And it does, it completely changes when I finally got it, you know, when the light bulb went off, whenever I'm speaking, like it's so easy for me to see her and the struggle that she's having in, in that exactly. moment and dealing with that thing that, and I've, I've heard this on a couple of occasions where people are like, I feel like, you know, me, like, I feel like we're sitting there together and we're just communing because you get me. And that's what you want your customer to feel like. Absolutely. And that's the whole point of boiling all the way down. And I just worked with a customer and said, where where does your ideal client even go? Is Mm -hmm. she social? Is she go to brunch with her friends? What is she doing? Because if you get that specific, then you know who to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. You know who to partner with. Okay. So I know my client goes to brunch. Let me talk to these brunch people. Right. Right. If you're going to do an event, you're going to do it like around brunch. You're going to make a brunch event, right? You're not going to try. <laughs> exactly. But that's how specific people mm-hmm. need to get. And then yeah. they need to craft their messaging. So whether it is um, when they're speaking or it's social media or email marketing, talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds scary because people say, well, I'm excluding potential customers. You're not, Mm-mm. you're attracting the right customer. Yeah. And I helped the client really understand it because she questioned me on commercials. So commercials that come on TV, mm-hmm. she says, well, when there's a car commercial, they're speaking to everyone. Yeah. And I said, well, are they really? Yeah, they're because not. when the Mercedes commercial come, comes on, they're not speaking to people who can't afford a Mercedes. Right, right. And it's like, I was thinking about the Ford commercial. My husband and I were just, we were, he's in the neighborhood for, he's trying to find a truck. And so we had a particular truck that we were looking at and a Ford truck with a D nice came on. And uh-huh. I was like, that's a cool commercial. But I was like, but that, although that's a cool commercial, that's not for you because that's a working, tr- like that truck is for a working person, right? The whole intention of that truck. And it's obvious, but if you are in the mode for, you know, in trying to find a truck and you, that is your type of thing, then it's going to speak to you. Even if you don't work in construction, right? Absolutely. 
So that's the, that's the whole thing about messaging. And, Mm -hmm. you know, before I even got in this field years ago, um, I should drive my husband crazy because I pick apart commercials. Oh yeah. (laughs) I pick apart, like, what are they saying? Who are they talking to? Who is their target audience? What do they want me to remember? And my husband used to say, can you just watch the commercial? That's yeah. me in movies. Oh my exactly. God. Exactly. You pick them apart because it's like, okay, so what was I supposed to get from that? If, that you're, if your target audience can't figure out what you're selling, mm-hmm. then you have not delivered a clear you message. Missed the mark. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I always talk about Chick-fil-A because from a customer service standpoint, man, they hit it out the One point every time. I'm like, who, who is who are their people because they I need a workshop right to just learn and the fact that people really do go and get hired by the you know hire their people to assist with with I think they were talking about doing that for the pand for the uh, shots with the pandemic because, because they have it they have the, the process it. is amazing mm-hmm. flawless mm-hmm. but see that's the thing and you know I'm going to talk about that for a minute because when people think of their competition you know, they think of someone who sells their same product or service, and it's not. but your competition really is more about the customer's perception. Mm-hmm. So you can get it from Amazon in two days because Chick-fil-A has an awesome customer experience. Right. Why can't you have it? Mm-hmm. So even if you sell shoes, they're going to say, well, why can't you be the Chick-fil-A of shoes? Right. Like, I want you to do that. I want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So people discount that customers' expectations aren't boiled down to a single product. Right. It's about the experience that they can get elsewhere. Most definitely. And you know, I I like to say when you see something that resonates with you as a customer, like Think about yourself as a customer and where are the places that you love to go and mm-hmm. that you like to you know, purchase from based on your experience and based on what, you know, how was the landing page? What was, what did they say when you came in the store? What was the feeling that you got? And then just emulate that in your own business, because that obviously, res- especially if you are the picture of your target market, mm-hmm. which a lot of small businesses are then just think about those things and start to work to put something similar into your business. I think the challenge that a lot of small businesses have is that, A, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always say from a customer experience standpoint, it's always your point of view. That is what a lot of small businesses get wrong Mm. they look at it from the owner's point of view yes the the bottom line point of view how i feel about it point of view when it's really if i turn my lens all the way around and say when i'm the customer this is how i like to be treated this is what annoys me about websites Mm -hmm. i I, you know i don't like when people don't greet me when i go in the Mm -hmm. store if you think about those things and here's the key then you plan the experience for your customers. Yes, yes. And that's where people get lost. They invest, and I've seen this even with the Fortune 100 companies, they invest hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars in customer service, which is great. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, 
Customer service is your reactive arm of your experience. Mm-hmm. You would need less customer service people if you got the upfront right. If you got the up, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you get the process that the customer is going through, like I preach that. Is you would think yeah. that we were connected here. <laughs> Cause I mean, seriously, it's like, okay, you okay, here's a perfect example. Your customer is busy. Your customer has, you know, children, husband, wife, working a full-time job, working, you know, in their entrepreneurship. And they don't have time to sit and watch an hour-long video every day. Like you got to think through, you know, if you need to bring somebody into the fold, you need to teach them and you're trying to nurture them, nurture them and what they're going to be able to take in. So, you know, podcast or, you know, something that is going to trigger for them, not for yourself, just because you like doing, you know, because we all know video is the thing right now. Exactly. Because you love doing video doesn't mean that you need to go do an hour long video on YouTube, maybe you need to do some two and three minute snippets and then do some recordings and audio so that somebody can connect through podcasts so that they can listen on the go. Cause that's who mm-hmm. your customer is. And that's how they take in content. Right. But that's when it goes back to knowing your customer, mm-hmm. like you, you can't even begin to think about how to solution things Unless you know no, the customer. Exactly. That's why that's like step number one. Mm. When I talk to entrepreneurs, they're way down here talking about I'm selling the product. It's going to cost $50 and all that. No, yes. no, 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 no. Selling the What's product. The they got their logo. They're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, but who are you talking to? What is it? Who are you talking to? Let's figure that out. Yeah. First. yeah. Like, who, who has this problem? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people forget. People buy things for a number of reasons. It could be out of need. It could be um, out of uh, luxury. But when they buy certain things, it's a problem that they're solving. Right. I need black shoes or I need a blue dress or there's a problem. You have to figure out whatever it is you sell. Mm-hmm. Number one, there are 10,000 other people that sell it. Right. People what need to know that. Mm-hmm. What makes you different? What yeah. makes me want to say... I'm going to her boutique. Mm-hmm. And normally if people think about how they talk and how they communicate, if I say to my husband, I'm going to this boutique, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say why? Because I love it when I go there mm-hmm. or I love the lady there or it always smells so good yeah. in there. But, but people don't equate that as part of their experience. But and it- that's what small businesses have to think about. Yes. Like if, if I make all these things right, if pe- my ideal customer come into a boutique, I already know she wants to look pretty. She likes luxury items. Mm-hmm. She likes one of a kind things. Let me make sure that she feels that, that. Yes. That is the experience that she gets when she comes into your space, be exactly. that virtual or in person. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And virtual. I'm glad you said that. Um, especially now during the pandemic, I think a lot of small business owners have totally forgot the virtual space Um, and thinking about their website and things like that. I helped an entrepreneur who is starting up a website that sells um, things for senior citizens, Mm -hmm. life more convenient for them. Mm -hmm. 
different idea. Website was pink, like light pink, and um, had different things. On, and I said, well, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a second. <laughs> like, are we talking to the Victoria's Secret? Right. The when, when you're sitting there saying that i'm like a senior has eye issues like there are gonna be certain colors that aren't they aren't going to be able to see in the same way like i have a you know as i get older you know it's reader season okay and there's certain i go to certain websites i'm like that uh, that's not going that font jacking me up and that know? was another thing the font was she had like a lot of script font mm. yes the website was absolutely beautiful but it was not for not her target her. audience. Mm -hmm. And she hadn't thought about it. She picked what she personally Personally, liked. like, yes. And that doesn't necessarily transfer to the people you want to right. read it. And I said to her, I said, do you have grandparents? And she said, I do. I was like, go home, take your laptop, put this in front of your grandmother, ask her, can she read? Oh, that'd be, that's fabulous. Did she, has she done it yet? She has done that. And she said, my grandmother asked me whose website that was. And she could. <laughs> did, you, did you own up to it? She said, no. <laughs> so say the website is getting an overhaul. <laughs> I mean, that's good because she got to experience it from the customer's viewpoint. So, I mean, that's that right there in itself is a nugget of, okay, you're out here developing your website. How about you find somebody who you consider your target market and have them look at it and see what they have to say about it, right? Is it too yep. busy? Is there too, because I mean, I have gone to so many sites that were supposedly you know, I was their target market and right. I, was, I would never even spend too much time on the site because it doesn't look professional or, you know, I'm like, if I'm your target, this ain't it. You know, this is not going to cut it. So exactly. But yeah. people are so, they get so, um, what's the word I want to use? Defensive. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, and right. It's that emotional attachment. Like mm -hmm. I built this. I love that font. I love that color. This is my favorite color. But you are not selling to you. Mm-mm. And again, and this is why it all goes back to knowing your target and then mapping out their journey. Like, right. what do you want them to feel like? And another just nugget that I want to drop here is that when we talk about your ideal client and we talk about your customer, your customer is not that person only after they purchase. Mm-hmm. Say it. He, Say it. <laughs> Back it all the way up to the fact that even when I'm browsing, yes, from your potential customer, and you yes. need to be talking to me, yes, yes, because and and not only once you've paid either, because after no, that, the journey, are, continues. Yes, the journey continues, and and that's not only do we not do it going in, but then once we get that money, we're like, oh, we got the money, we're good, no, ma'am, it there's extension past that because now that person you've sewed into them and now mm -hmm. you've got to look at, okay, I'm sewing number one, they could purchase more from me, but number two, now they can be advertising word of mouth is powerful. <laughs> exactly. You know? And you know, people don't think about, I always tell people, you know, they say email is out, text is in, I get it. But I'm going to tell you when I'm sitting at my desk, Mm -hmm. And it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I've had a day. Mm -hmm. 
and my favorite store drops in my email that I got 50% off. Bath, <laughs> bath and Body Works. <laughs> oh, wait, you're so, okay, you're sound with Okay. Understand the power of that. Yeah. Just going, oh, yeah. I need that. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't need it. Need right. That. Right. Look, Bath and Body Works has taken all my money. <laughs> you know, just all of it. From November through January, pretty much any email they send, I'm looking at it. Right. Throughout yep. the rest of the year, I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm stocked up. But November to January, hands down. But look at me. Uh, look at that strategy mm-hmm. if you drop an email 3 30 4 o'clock someone's about to get off from work right they scrolling anyway swing by there on the way home yeah. exactly <laughs> that's because they know their customer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they know to make it you can almost smell a bath and body work <laughs> email you can almost smell it you like jump off the page yeah yeah. But that's what everybody should be striving mm-hmm. to, to make their customer feel like. And it's, again, knowing your customer. Think about Amazon. And I always use Amazon. Amazon will tell you what you need. Mm-hmm. Here you go. They're like, recommendations for you. I mean, you're like, oh, I just need that. <laughs> just make it easy. It's like, I really didn't think I needed that. But mm, now that you put it up here. <laughs> You know what? Amazon is the king of customer obsession. Yeah. They just make customers feel like you need me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm charging a hundred dollars for this prime membership. Right. But you, but you need it. Yeah. Can you imagine waiting a week for a package? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> last week, you know, we had a big snowstorm here. And uh <laughs> my mom called me. She said, you know what? That Amazon Prime. I was like, what are you talking about? She said, my package is supposed to be here in two days. I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> the whole city shut down. I think you're going to be okay without that little package. And of course, <laughs> as soon as the snow melts, she gets it, you know, but it was just funny because we've been trained by Amazon. Like I'm going to get my stuff in a day. I'm like, cause like literally there are some products that you can get same day. And I'm like, how are they, you know, like, what, what's going on? Look, I moved recently from one point of Phoenix to a different part of Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. And I go on, like I normally do, order my stuff from Amazon. That It says, oh, you can get it between 4 p.m. and 8 a.m. I said, what? Right, right. Like, wait a second, what you mean? <laughs> or is it a drop? Or is it a robot? Right, like, first of all, where is the stock? <laughs> It must be around the corner. (laughs) But look how Amazon has conditioned us. And you would think that we grew up on Amazon. Right. In the grand scheme of things, Amazon is new. It's a baby. Right. (laughs) But they came in and killed the game. They killed the game. Killed it. And you think about. Okay, and I don't know who started this first. I think I truly think it was Amazon, but I can't, don't quote me. But with the groceries and being able to have pull, drive-through groceries and because that started before the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's like, man, you look at now pretty much every store 
has where you can pull up and get your stuff. And granted, some of them did it in response to the pandemic. Right. But you think of how, how that has the model of Amazon being able to sell groceries, then buying Whole Foods, yep. you know, getting that connection with all of these um, companies so that they can continue that model and everybody else is mimicking them. But think about a small business. So you see, this is where it gets tricky. Because mm-hmm. if you're a small business, someone goes on your website and orders something. They, they've chosen to buy from you. Mm-hmm. And then you don't deliver it for two years. Don't deliver it. Don't deliver it. Yep. They won't be or back. Or you don't even communicate, right? That's even worse. Yeah. Don't communicate. And I've seen this with some companies and, and literally they're online companies. It's a small company. You know that going in, but their product is good and they have a mm-hmm. huge following, but their customer service is so bad. It, after you purchase, it takes so long to get the product and, and they're constantly putting out, they're communicating that, Hey, you know, our delivery is a little slow, you know, they're communicating that out. But at some point you have to say, stop, how about you fix the delivery problems and stop just sending out the communications, right? Yeah, that, that's the flip side to the customer experience mm-hmm. is that number one, I always say the small businesses, please, please, please know that customer complaints are a gift. Mm-hmm. If you have someone you. who, if you have someone who cares enough to tell you you did it wrong. Exactly. Don't get defensive and popping off, right? Not personal. (laughs) Right. But what they told you is a piece of information that will prevent you, or at least it should, Mm -hmm. prevent you from offending or affecting another customer. Right. Because you're, you, what you should be doing is taking that snippet of information and determining what you can do with it. And, And I say this all the time, like when you get those questions, add the question to your frequently asked questions list and provide a response so that the next person looking for that answer is going to get it right. That's what you're putting it on your contracts. You're putting it on your invoices. You're putting putting it on your website so that people have that information ahead of time and you don't have to respond at, you're not reactive, right? You're proactive. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it's, it's fixing. If there's a real problem in your process, Fix the problem in your process mm-hmm. so it doesn't keep happening. Yeah. And, you know, I always say to folks, you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. When you don't have a plan, what is the saying? If um, you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. A plan to fail. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where people just say, oh, I'll just hire more customer service people. That's not the plan. That's not the plan. That's not, that is not a, that is not a good solution. I will tell you that today. Exactly. <laughs> not a good solution. It's probably the worst solution because what that says is that the customer service people that you have don't even feel empowered to fix the problem. Mm-mm. So it's kind of putting a bandaid on it right. every time. You're just, every you're time. shifting it around is what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're just shifting around and, and we need to look at it from a standpoint of we don't need it to get to that point. You don't want to get to the point where you're needing to elevate to tier two or to tier exactly. three. You're wanting to number one, make sure that your system works properly. But then number two, when they get to that first tier person, that that first tier person can actually provide answers and not, you know, well, you can check out this article and then the article doesn't address the true problem. 
Exactly. I've run into that too, you know, where you, you are very articulate in what the issue is and they respond with an answer, but it's not an answer to your issue. And right, it's this canned response. And exactly. you're saying, how is this relevant? Right. Like, <laughs> so right. yeah, you have to have that plan in place and the right material for your, for your people. Mm-hmm. Um, I always recommend that small business owners, if you have a website or if you have a storefront, you or hire someone to secret shop for you. Mm-hmm. To come in um, and just test it out. Test it out. I know some small business owners who have, they've been to their website. They know what it looks like, but I say, have you purchased anything from yourself? Have you test, have you gone through, and and let me say this as the process person here, don't test it from your browser. You need to Mm -mm. test it from an incognito browser because you've got all this history in your browser that's making your experience seem like it's something it's not. Exactly. Test it from incognito, test it from a different browser, test mm-hmm. it from a different device. Person, you have yeah. To do mm-hmm. All of those things. And they say, oh, well, I know it works. No, no, no. no. I mean, if you if you sell dresses, order a dress from yourself. Mm-hmm. And take out, it all the way through. All the way through. Mm-hmm. All the way through to having it shipped to you. What did the package look like? How was it folded? Yeah. All of those things. People can say, well, I know how I train my team, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I had a, another person on the podcast last year and he was in, in the marketing or sales arena. And he, that was one of the things that he mentioned is, you know, I've called, we, we were dealing with someone who had call center. Was it him? It may have been Jared, but anyway, there was a call center and the person was like, I don't understand why my call, you know, why I'm not making sales, why it's not going through and why I'm not, you know, being better or more successful. And it ends up when they did the cold calling, it was the person answering the phone. That was the mm-hmm. problem because they were rude. And just that was the point when they lost their sale. But past that, if you, if you took that person out of the equation, it was smooth sailing. And you don't know that until you actually go through the process and test it. And there it is. There's that word again, process. Mm-hmm. You have to have one. Yes. Because if, if you don't, you don't even know where your potential failure points are. Well, and it's different for every person that you have if you don't have a process, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like I talk and, and I mean, like we are so in the same place right now because I talk to so many small business owners and it's, it's like, have you ever, like, I don't know what your process is when, when you're um, about to take on a, a customer, but one of the things that I do is I always go to their website or whatever. I ask for a lot of information and I just go and look, I do that with podcast um, guests as well. I just go and look at their website. I go and look at their social just to see, get a feel for who that person is. And a lot of times just going to their site, I already know that there's problems, but when I talk to them, they don't, it's not triggering to them that there's a, a, a gap or a problem with their delivery of the stuff that they have, you know? So how do you get someone to to realize that, okay, I don't have it all together. Like it's not, super terrible but the fact that you're complaining about making sales or not making more money in your in your business but you're not seeing that it's not about the product it's about all the other stuff leading up to the product 
I think it's hard for some people because they've only ever focused on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like for, for, for one of my personas, I call her Bakery Betty. Bakery Betty is a master at making cupcakes. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Everybody wants Betty's cupcakes. But Betty's customer experience is so poor, she doesn't respond to emails. Her voicemail is always full. When you do get her, she's busy because she's baking and baking is what she loves to do. Mm-hmm. She's not interested in this other stuff. But then one day, Betty is going to realize, why isn't anyone buying any cupcakes? Right, right. The same awesome cupcakes that they've always been, but now they're not buying them. Mm-hmm. So I try to help people understand that by taking that same type of analogy for them and saying, okay, your thing is great now. Mm-hmm. But these things over here, see these negative social media posts, see, see these things, see this yeah. full email box. These things here are going to stop you from selling yes. this great thing. Yes. And it's the small, there are so many of the things are so small. Literally, if they, you know, if you take 30 minutes to solve these little issues, because you, you take, five little issues there now you're starting to get a bigger issue right because you're putting them all together it's the totality of them small niching down and that's what you know i say take 30 minutes a day and start working on the issues or the things that you know you need to work on in your business because the complaint that or the the statement i hear a lot of times is i'm so busy i don't i could barely have time to do the work that i have for my business i don't have time to work in it too and i'm i mean to work on it and i'm like but that's the part that is going to kill your business (laughs) you know that absolutely that back office is what's going to kill your business. Yeah. Well, again, I think it still goes back to, to the view. If you do not wake up as a small business owner, if you do not wake up every single morning and say, my customer is the most important thing to my business, it's not your product. Right. It's your customer. Because when you think about it, there is no business without a customer. Customer. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Say it again for the people in the back, you know? (laughs) It starts and ends with the customer. And you need to, as small business owners, I know, don't kill me. um, But if you don't talk to your customer, if you don't Mm -hmm. communicate to your customer, if you are not making a relationship with your customer, I promise you, they won't be your customer long. They won't be there long, seriously. And don't talk at them, talk with them, talk to them, not at them. Because I, I've had some some people that I'm like, oh, their business, you know, this seems, this seems cool. And then I started to invest time into, you know, getting nurtured. And mm-hmm. then it just turned me off because I'm like, you are talking at me. You don't even understand me as your customer, your content, like what you're saying behind the scenes. Once I get past that, it's good, but I can't get past that. I just, I just don't have the, the, uh, energy. (laughs) That's a good word. You don't have the energy to keep trying. Mm -mm. You know, Mm -mm. you're saying you want me to buy something. I'm going to spend my hard earned hard earned money here with, with you with you, but right. yet still you make it difficult for right. me to do that right and as soon as it becomes hard 
you've lost the customer Mm -hmm. and guess what you've lost that customer and 10 of their friends yeah yeah and i'm going to tell you something else with that process piece going back to that process piece is like when you're testing your systems yes your system may be working right you go through it you're like oh yeah they went through the whole thing however when you're thinking about the um, experience how many clicks did it take them? Did they have to jump through 20 hurdles to get to the point of paying you? Or was it a smooth process? You know, that is going to be key too, because that, I see that all the time is like, I clicked here and I had to put my information here and then I had to go over here and I had to do it again because it's a different system. And, you know, it's, you've got to think through all of that and, and streamline it. And that, that's so important. So your systems and your end-to-end experience is so important. That's why I, I literally work with my clients to map it out. Mm-hmm. Let's map out yeah. what a purchase looks like. Let's yeah. map out what an exchange process looks like. Mm-hmm. Let's map it because we, we can't set it up. And we don't really know if it works if we don't know what it's supposed what to be. What is it supposed to do? And thinking through, yeah, I had a client that, um, I'm not going to say what her particular business was, but she was ready. She was like, okay, I've got a meeting on this date and I'm going to go book all these people. I said, okay, I understand that's your goal. This date is coming. Okay, now let's talk about what you need to do to get prepared for that. And there were so many huge gaps. I mean, like these yes. weren't small mm-hmm. pieces. These were huge pieces that she hadn't even thought about and it's all because her focus was on the end game and not Mm -hmm. how do we get to that point and that mapping process is so vitally important in order for you to make sure you have all of those pieces in place you know for the end result you know with all my years in corporate and all the people I've hired um, I always share this one of the interview questions that I used to ask people, just so I could see if they had that process mentality, mm-hmm. I would say, I have a product that needs to go from California to Hawaii. It cannot be flown. It cannot be on a boat. How will you get it there? Ooh, nice. And people would get stuck because they couldn't get with the process. I didn't say, is it feasible? I didn't say anything about how much it costs, but mm-hmm. what would you even do? Well, yeah. What would the steps be in getting it to where it needed to be? And I do a similar exercise with the entrepreneurs I work with because I want them to think about it. Worst case scenario, what happens if this doesn't happen? They'll say, oh, I don't, I don't know. Backup oh, plans. You don't exactly. <laughs> like- what happens if the internet isn't working on the day of your event that you're taking online registrations? It will, I shouldn't say the internet. I'll say the website that you plan to use. What are you going to do? What yeah. you, what's your backup people, plan? People don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I just asked, a, I just did a proposal for a client and she literally has just started a business, probably has uh, 60, 70 customers. And she has a third party um, phone system for mm-hmm. her for her calls. I said, oh, so you now have 60 agents. What happened if that system goes down? How they- she says, oh, I didn't think about it. I said, is it a service level agreement in your contract? Right, what's the SLA? <laughs> she says, oh, I don't know. And it's like, are they going to call you? Are they going to email you? How right. are they going to email you? you know that it's down that is down you had not thought about any of it 
Hello, we had um, at Christmas, we had the Christmas bombing here in Nashville mm -hmm. and AT&T building, it wiped everybody out, right? Wow. So what do you do? You know, that was during the holidays. So luckily for a lot of people, that wasn't a huge thing. And that was on Christmas day. What if that had happened a week before Christmas, right? Yeah. How are you, what, what is your backup plan for being able to get your sales done and, and do all the things you needed to do? Because our internet was out for three days. Yeah. So what happens if you had something planned during that time? What is your backup plan? Especially People, if you're an online entrepreneur, that's absolutely. how you get your stuff. <laughs> well, not only that, it real experience. My husband was doing some Christmas shopping and he was in a store and there was a power outage. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it wasn't a power outage. I think the internet was down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that means the little iPad or the cash register and all these things that connect don't work. Right. So the manager of the store pulls out the old fashioned credit card thing where you put the card in and you swipe it back and forth on the little carbon paper. Remember those? That was their backup plan, which was great, except the 20 year olds didn't know what that was and how to use it. <laughs> reminds me of the Ellen show where where they gave them a phone book and they were like find this I'm like are you kidding me right now because you know that's that's the natural process for me exactly yeah yeah, yeah. you know it was like okay so they had a backup plan that's great but my husband gets to the register and he he looks at them and he looks they look at him and they look down at it and he's like you've never seen this right <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. I don't know. Oh, well, know. Your customer showing you how to do, fill it out. That's crazy. <laughs> you put the little paper on top, you run it back and forth. They were like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. gosh, Cheryl, I could talk to you all night long. Oh, my oh. gosh. Well, will you tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Absolutely. So, first, I would say, Come visit us on our website, cljamesconsulting.com, or pop on over to either Facebook or Instagram. I am CL James is our um, login or call for that. And let, let's get together. I'm offering free consultations. So if you are a small business owner and you're just struggling, you're stuck, you see one-time sales, that's where you know you need some help. And I'm here yeah. to help. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cheryl. This has been fabulous. Yes, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting OrganizedAcademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.